As a people, we are constantly evolving, and part of what influences how we evolve are the conversations we have with ourselves and other people. Welcome to Evolution Space Chats, where we take a moment to tell our stories, to see ourselves in each other, and to grow in dealing with our daily challenges. divinity and you are on evolution space chats brought to you by Sowetan. COVID has been such a difficult time for all of us. We've experienced so many things and I think the main thing and one of the biggest things that we've all experienced is loss and loss is never easy. It's very difficult for us to come to terms with it and for me I really believe that we experience loss in so many different ways almost on a daily basis. But I feel like with COVID, we've felt that a lot has been taken away from us and without actually having a choice in the matter. But like I'm saying, even pre-COVID, we, we, we've we been experiencing loss. And I the greatest loss that I think we anyone would ever go through, the deepest loss, is losing a loved one. And today on this episode, we are speaking on loss, healing, and spirituality. And with me in studio, I've got a guest, Edna Nelson, who is author of a book titled Full Circle. Hi, Edna. Hi, Divinity. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you for being willing and available to share your story with us. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. So you've experienced loss in your life. And um, in 2012, yes, you lost your husband to death. Yes. Can you tell us about that? What happened? What was that experience like for you? I... Met the love of my life, shall I say, in 2006. And we hit it off. It was a long journey for us as a couple. Um, six years later, or so five years later, we got engaged after, you know, like I'm saying, a lot happened. Mm. And then a year later in 2012, we got married. He was a child diabetic. Okay. And with him being a child diabetic, his kidneys started failing. Uh, two weeks prior to the wedding, he landed up in hospital because of the kidney starting to fail. And he now had to go through the process of having dialysis every second day. Uh, we got married on the 21st of April. And on the 24th, he was scheduled to go in for a procedure where they move the um, dialysis pipe from his thigh to the chest where it would be permanently. And the 24th, it couldn't happen, so he moved to the next day, which was the 25th. Went in for the operation, and things didn't go as planned. And the doctor actually punctured his lung, and that was the cause of his death. So I lost him within a space of four days after we got married. Sure. Yeah. How was that? How did you feel when you heard those news? I went into a state immediately. It was unbelievable. I was in denial mm. and it was a shock. It was a shock. It was really 
a ball of emotions. Mm. But um, yeah, we we got the news, and I just needed to hold it together. Did you did you feel like you you had to to hold it together, and that you had to keep yourself composed? And if so, why why did you feel that? I didn't feel like I had to keep okay. myself composed. Um, I had my fair, uh, share of crying and breaking down, etc. But I, I held it together because I think above me, mm. the higher force, which is the universe and God, kept me. Mm. So I didn't feel like I was forced to hold it together. But okay. I could hold it together. So you regardless. did go through a mourning period and, I did. and you were fully able to to be in that because sometimes I feel I, I see it with some people where um, it's almost a thing of I need to be able to pick myself up and go again without actually being in that moment and being in that feeling and really just taking it in and being able to release it again. Yeah. No, I I had I had my my time. I really had my time. Um, and that is also why I wrote the book, mm. because I think I took longer to deal. I think I took about seven months to go for my first therapy session. Okay, so you went for therapy. Yes, I did. Seven months into, later, into yes, the morning period. Okay, and that is why I I want to encourage people to get the necessary help sooner. Mm. You know, how the did sooner, you realize that you needed to go for therapy? Or what I, made you realize? I went into a deep depression after my husband passed where I did not want to see anyone. I resigned from my job. I just wanted to be by myself. I didn't want to accept the help from people, you know, the support, the love, the care. I, I did not want to. I just put myself in a room and that's where I wanted to be. Mm. But a friend of mine booked me for a session and mm. she said, today... You are going whether you like it or not. Mm. And I went unwillingly, mm. but I went. But I'm so glad that I went. I took that step and I went and I got the necessary help. And that is why I stress that your mental health is so important. Mm, it really is. So important. Yeah, I totally understand that. And with losing your husband to death, what else do you feel or do you think you lost in that in, in that process as well I lost a part of myself with him mm. because with us becoming one on our wedding day when he died I felt like a part of me died with him and it took so long for me to find myself again I could very well say only after probably a year or two years after losing him, I I found myself again, mm. you know. So a part of me died with him. And like I'm saying, it's so important for your mental health to stay on par. But also taking the necessary time off, you know, mm. taking the time off to grieve, taking the time off to go to therapy and get the necessary help. Mm. But yes, with losing him, a few friends were lost also a few family members were lost also because I feel like you know when you meet people through a certain person sometimes people feel like your connection 
through them is because of this person. Yes. And now this person is no longer there and the friendship or the relationship just drifts. Mm. So, yes, I, I lost a few friends alongside, you know, uh, family members, whatever. But the biggest part that I feel is I lost a part a of part myself. Of I keep on hearing you say that you took a long time. You said you took a long time grieving. You took a long time to find yourself again. And is there a prescribed time that we should take to heal? A prescribed time that we should take with the process of the things that we go through? No. I'm, I'm glad you actually asked me that. Mm. So... In the book as well, I write about people asking, when does the grieving end? When does the mourning end? When does the sadness end? And I I put off watching a movie called Eat, Pray, Love. Yes. I'm sure a lot of people know it. And in the end where she finds herself, you know, this woman also goes through a journey of divorce, etc. And she asks the one friend of hers, when does the grieving process end? Or how much time should you spend on it? Mm. So he says to her, the answer is, there is no date. There's no date on the calendar. Mm. All you need to do is, you need to do the work. So you can't go over it. You can't go under it. You have to go through the process. Mm. And in the end, all will be well. So there's no date to say, you need to grieve for three months. Mm. Or a year, or two years. So what makes you feel like you took a long time? What makes you feel like that seven months to a year was a long time? To me personally, I felt it was long because after losing him, you know, time moves. Time doesn't wait for anyone. Although there's no time limit, but for me personally, I felt that seven months into it to get the, the necessary help for me, I felt long because I feel like seven months is a long time. Mm. I personally feel like, let's say it happened today. Within a month, so that you can start rolling again. Again, mm. you know, it's like a train; it keeps going and keeps going. The more they fill the coal or whatever there is, it is that they use at the back. But the longer you take to fill up, it's gonna slow down and slow down. So the longer you take to get into getting help, mm. I feel like it's gonna be harder. Okay. So for me, the quicker, the better. But there is no time frame. So how how or what do you feel you could have done differently between when you found out and the seven month period or time when your friend booked you for therapy? Yeah. What do you, in hindsight, what do you feel that or think that you could have done differently to actually get into it or move it quicker? quicker? Yeah, definitely get into it quicker. Like that's the only thing that I could have done differently. Because Would you have booked yourself into therapy maybe? I would have, you know, if I if I knew at the time that it would help me so greatly, I would have because I feel like I lost out on time with friends. I lost out on time with family because I pushed everyone away. So in that seven months, I lost out on so much. And that's time that I would never get back. Mm. So for me, if I had known, mm. I would have done it sooner mm. so that I could, you know, become better sooner. Mm. But do you think... Also, again, in hindsight, when you do you think that you had the necessary tools or information enough for you to be able to say that, okay, now I need to book a therapy session, or now I need to start waking up and getting out of bed, or now I need to start letting people in? 
or did you have that the necessary information and and like I'm saying tools for you to be able to do it no no I didn't I didn't and that is why I wanted to write a book mm. to help other people have the necessary tools have the necessary timeline although we're saying there's no timeline mm. but but I I but did to be not better equipped yes to help other people because I wouldn't want anyone else to lose out on so much mm. as what I did and what are some of the some of the things that you mentioned in the book to help another person who finds out that uh, their loved one has passed on what's next yeah what are some of the things that you so advise therapy 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 i cannot stress it enough i think i speak about therapy in each chapter how did therapy help you it helped me tremendously what were you not able to do that therapy enabled you to i was not able to face that scene where he passed um so after i found out that he's no longer i went into the room where he was and i had this ringing sound in my ear mm. that made me float in the room you know where i couldn't hear anyone i couldn't see anyone i could only see him laying on the bed and me speaking about that every time it got me every time it got me so i did not want to speak about it therapy helped me speak openly without being judged it not being a family member or a friend just openly and the lady made me deal mm. with that specific situation that could not make me move past his loss and that's how it helped me so every week i had an appointment booked every wednesday for it was initially supposed to be 3 months but i felt that i needed more mm. i needed more therapy and i needed anger management as well mm. because i was very angry mm. and we actually ended up staying 6 months mm. myself and this lady who were you angry at i was angry at god i was angry at the doctor i was angry at him for leaving me i was angry at myself for taking him to the hospital you know it was all the could have would have mm. if i didn't take him he wouldn't have if he didn't you know mm. go at the time i was i was i was a angry person so i needed to deal with that mm. i needed to deal with that and therapy and this woman that helped me made me deal i hear you and post therapy what did because i i believe that you losing someone in your life is not a once off i'm going to he, go to therapy for 6 months or I'm going to heal in this time frame and then it's done and then yeah. my life goes on as if that person never existed or whatever the case may be. Yeah. So post therapy till now maybe even what has that healing looked like? Are there still things that you feel like you need to accept? Still things that you feel like you need to forgive yourself for? Still things that you feel like you need to process? Mm -hmm. What has what has that healing what is that healing looking like now so healing is it's a process so spiritually i i speak about my spiritual parents besides me having my parents your spiritual parents pray harder for you 
they pray more for you. Um, you need to have that extra guidance in your spirituality. So my spirituality in terms of praying and asking God to take me through this healing process, accepting that coffee date from a friend that you denied seven months ago, you know, going out and speaking to people, taking time out for yourself. I took one weekend, I booked myself away and just to reflect on myself, to ask for forgiveness, you know, for myself and mm -hmm. everyone else. So especially the doctor, because there was a time that when I just hear his name, I cringe. Mm. So I needed to forgive him as well. So you need to take time to meditate, pray, write things down, whatever makes you feel better. Music is my go-to. Mm. And when I put on, you know, music and I meditate on a song that carried me through, that's what I feel healing is about. And right now I can speak about him without having that lump in my throat. Mm. It's still, it's still sad. It's still sore. But I believe that the scar heals and you need to treat it. Mm. When you get hurt, you need to treat a How physical scar. How do you scar. treat it? How do you treat your, your wound? God. So God first, then my family. You know, your family is such an important part of who you are. Your family, sur you're surrounding your, yourself with your family, the support you get from them, friends. All of those form part of my wound that needs to be healed. Mm. And then as well, you need to the wound as well. Mm. If you leave a wound unattended, it's not going to heal in the set time. Mm. So, like I'm saying, music, praying, getting that time out with someone or with yourself. Mm. That just for me, until now, it works for me. You mentioned that you were angry at God. And I hear you saying now that part of you treating the wound is with prayer and meditation and with God helping you through that. Yeah. How did you transition from being angry at him? And I want you to be as honest and as real as you can in your response because a lot of Christians are scared at being angry at God. Yeah. And they feel like I can't be angry at God. And a lot of people that are angry at God are finding it very difficult to move past that anger. So how did you transition to being, I'm angry, and now you're at a place where you're saying God is the one who's actually walking this healing journey with me? Yeah. So even though I was angry at God, never did I feel like he left my side. You know, I knew he, God is always there. Mm. He's our creator at the end of the day. But for me, it was acceptance. So when I accepted the fact that he's no longer there and he's not coming back, I had to realize that God does certain things that we can't question. Who are we to question him? So when I accepted the fact that, yes, we got married and four days later he passed, then I could now speak to God because there was a time that I couldn't even pray. Mm. But now when, once I started praying, how did you start praying again? 
it just happened. It just happened. It's, I can't tell you that today I couldn't pray. Mm. And then in the next three weeks, I had to do this for me to pray. Mm. I, I just opened my mouth. I just opened my mouth and I said, God, you know why you do certain things. It's not for us to question. And although today it seems like my world has come to an end, in the next few years, I will understand why. And I think the the main thing also was because this book didn't come to me as I'm just going to write. The book actually came to me as a vision. Mm. And I think part of that vision was God telling me, it's okay. It will be okay. I am here with you. Mm. So I think part of the, the vision that happened allowed me to accept as well, mm. where I could see God knows why he does certain things. Mm. And if I didn't get the vision to write the book, probably I wouldn't have accepted it. Mm. So me accepting it was part of me going back and saying, God, I'm not going to question you anymore. Mm. A lot of people have heard it being said that writing is therapy. And with you writing the book, do you feel that it has been a therapeutic experience for you? It has. It has. It really has. And I knew that writing would help me that much. Although I started writing a few years ago, Mm. only this year did I focus on because now I had a publisher and he gave me timelines. So you're saying that actually you didn't start long after your husband's passing. You didn't start long after that writing. A month month or so you started writing it and then you put it on hold or you lost your 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 data yes and then you put it on hold and you picked it up again in 2019 you picked up the writing again i picked it up in 2019 yes but in actually making sure that it's happening it was only this year in january january yes and did you feel any different from when because you could almost say you had like almost three writing crazes. Yes. At the beginning, 2019, and then in January this year. Yes. In From memory, because you've lost the data that you had actually started with um, when you, write, you started your writing. But in memory, do you feel or think that um, there's, it was different Edna's that were writing as you healed as you experienced life differently as i mean if we were to have received that book in 2019 or even in 2012 yes. or in 2013 closer to the time do you think it would have been any different to what it is now definitely mm. definitely that was the younger edna <laughs> that was the the edna that had just come out of this whole experience mm. It was the hurt, the angry, Mm. the confused. And sometimes I I sit and think and I I ask myself, you know, can I actually remember what I wrote (laughs) in 2012? Yeah. You wouldn't have received the same thing. Mm. You would not have. Even in 2019, you would have have not have received the same thing. So I'm glad I am where I am now because now I am mentally mature. I'm spiritually mature and... I've grown so much that I can still give you the same story, but with a different contrast, Mm. with a different feeling, Mm. a different 
level of maturity because I might have given you in 2012, I might have given you the same story, how he passed, etc. But the outcome on full circle would not have been the same. Mm. The book would have had a totally different title. Mm. And yes, a lot of people have said nine years ago mm. to me, it still feels like yesterday. Mm. But I'm so glad that I've evolved from nine years ago. And even though it's nine years, for me, it's God's time. Mm. If I had given you this book 2013, it wouldn't have had the same impact in people's lives. Why the title Full Circle? So with everything that has happened with Yui, as my late husband, with him passing, me after five years getting into another relationship, had my son, then the relationship failed, all these trials and tribulations that I, you know, went through because I thought after Yui, everything would flourish, you know. Mm. I would then meet someone else and get married again and have the happy picket fence life. That you really wanted even at the yes. beginning. And with all, with all of this happening, I just feel like my life came full circle from the time that he passed until now with my spirituality, my mental health, my physical health, etc. Everything for me has just come full circle. How was finding love again? It was difficult. It was difficult. Um, I, I had so many walls up mm. that it was difficult for him to break through. And eventually when he broke through, mm. it ended. <laughs> you know, so it was difficult even up to now. It's still very difficult. I think I need to open myself up more because sometimes I still do a lot of comparison okay. to my late husband, which is not fair to the other party. Yes. So up till now, it is difficult, but I know that I am meant to be happy mm. with someone, with a companion, and I know that I am this close to finding it. Really? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's so beautiful. And a part of what I'm getting from this conversation is that we need to believe that things will be okay. And that though we may not understand what is happening in the moment of it happening, yes. trusting and believing that things are happening for a reason and that they will work together for our good and they will the dots will somehow connect yes we might not see it now we might not see it tomorrow but the important thing is to really hold on and to focus on ourselves and yes. focus on our healing and ultimately we'll get to a place where we have like an aha moment You're that's like, it ah, that's why yes <laughs> this has happened Definitely. um Let's speak about the concept of holding up space. What does holding up space, if I say holding up space, what does that mean to you? So for me, holding up space means being mentally, physically, emotionally there. Whether it be you being there for someone or someone being there for you. Mm. And it's very important to have that space so with with him not being there to hold that space, I felt like my world 
crashed mm. you know mm. because he was a very supportive person he was a very he was my lawyer you he, he would give you advice no questions asked and he would tell you straight mm. you know there was no two ways with him so that space when that space emptied i felt like no one's going to be there to hold me down mm. the way he did so holding up space for me is very important and even now i feel like we need to be there for each other to make sure that that space is filled and even if you no longer there people can always reference what you said mm. and what you did mm. and for me the space that i feel like i'm going to hold would be my book because mm. even one day when i'm no longer there people can always pick it up and say this was the space she felt and even though she's not there she left this for us to go back and see you know i i say i say that with me writing this book i want people to go out there and love love hard no matter how much you've um gotten hurt go and love hard go out and laugh laughter is so important for the soul you know yui would laugh up to a point where your stomach would hurt <laughs> he probably had that contagious kind of he a laugh he did he did <laughs> go out and laugh every day some people say too much laughter is not good for you but who really? says yes people say before. some people say too much laughter is not good for you but i feel like laugh as much as you need to and then love so that one day when your space is not there anymore somebody can go back and say she loved her life love as though every day is your last so that there's no regrets no surrender for anything mm. so that's the subtitles of my book mm. so it's full circle how to love love and love that's so beautiful. so that would be my space that is so beautiful thank you so much for being here Thank, Thank you. you for opening up your heart, your life, your story. I truly believe that we all here to serve a purpose of of some kind or another. Yes. And it's always so amazing that we find it. When we find our purpose, I think it's the most beautiful thing. A lot of people are always, how do I find my purpose? where do I, like what do i do is there something that i need to do to find it and my biggest thing and what i always say is that you need to live yes you need to be alive yes. for you to find your purpose you need Definitely. to be present in every moment and in everything and even in our times of grief we need to be present in that grief yes because if you were not present you wouldn't have recognized the vision that came to you to pen down a book definitely and we wouldn't be here today speaking about how you've healed we wouldn't be here today speaking about how your spirituality has anchored you and really held you together in a time that you could have literally fell apart and i'm i'm grateful to have had this opportunity to have this conversation with you and i know that many 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 other people are going to get so much out of it. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And thank you for having me. Thank you for allowing me to tell my story. 
Um, I think it's platforms like this that change people and change people's lives every day. Mm. So thank you to you, Divinity. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to possibly seeing you at the launch. <laughs> Be sure to catch this podcast on Sowetan Live as well as your favorite podcast platforms. Till next week. Be part of our community and follow us on our social media platforms. Till we meet again next week. Magudete obumnyama kuvele ukukanya. Love and light. Evolution is the key to breaking the cycle of the norm. <laughs>